coming to you from the Spirit Lounge. I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa. And this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit Lounge, everyone, for another happy hour. Welcome, everyone. I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. Oh, my gosh. I know. This, I know. this feels weird. I know we only like <laughs> missed one episode, but it feels like we've been off for ages. Right? I know. So we're officially in the season of giving, right? Yes. Season's greetings. December. Yay. Christmas. Christmas. We see the lights all over the place. Well, I mean, I swear they started Christmas like in July, actually. <laughs> Before even Halloween, I was seeing stuff. It was like Christmas in July. So how many shopping days do we have left? I have no idea. Point? I know, right? Do you have any gifts already? That oh, you- gosh. You know what? I think... I was gonna say I think I'm all done, but no, I'm a liar. I'm not. I still have to buy <laughs> our family gift. Yeah, for our oh, that's right. family I, I Christmas. Too, yeah, and then I have to buy the family gift for my wife's mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah, over at her family's. So two gifts. Yeah. So that's not that's, very many it's though. Really not that bad. Honestly. I like it though. Ever since like. And I think it's just because obviously we cut back from buying like gifts for everybody Mm -hmm. and turning it into this whole Christmas party family game thing that we do now. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. We just all we do is set up for the games and everything, which is a lot of fun. And I was just having this conversation with my wife like yesterday. She's like, because she's actually the one that decorated the house this year. What? Yes. That's the first. I, that's what I said. Oh. I, I go, you realize that this is the first time you've ever decorated the house. I'm like, I'm always the one that does yeah. it. Because she hates doing it. Right. And, and what happened to you snoozing on well, the job? Because I've been busy oh yeah Uh, Uh (laughs) and so i mean i was working one day and all of a sudden she just comes upstairs with the totes of christmas stuff Mm -hmm. i'm like what are you doing and she's like oh i'm gonna start decorating i'm like oh okay go ahead (laughs) and then so yesterday i'm telling her i'm like why why are you all about christmas all of a sudden (laughs) why are you all decorating why do you all of a sudden enjoy the holidays why are you not the grinch anymore So um, what did she say? Now she's, I'm curious. She's, <laughs> well, she said she's like, well, now that we have our son, oh, yeah, she's like, yeah. now I feel like it's it's fun. Now right. I feel like it's something to yes. actually do. Actually, I can relate to that. And I was like, yeah. you know what though? I'm like, I get it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, for me, I mean, I've always liked decorating for holidays. Same, like, I'm always yeah. about it. Right. Christmas though, mm-hmm. to me is not as fun as it was when you're a kid right you know obviously it's never gonna be yeah and so that's why for me christmas just isn't my favorite holiday halloween and this is the discussion we had yesterday i go halloween is my favorite holiday just because i love all that spooky stuff right paranormal everything no you don't say (laughs) but i was like and it's it's people don't look at you weird when you're an adult and you dress up Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like everything from Halloween when you were a kid mm-hmm. is still the same. Yeah. You can still do it, minus getting the candy until you have a kid that you can go take <laughs> trick or treating. Like, Let's take you trick or treating right. for us. <laughs> and so I'm like, that's, I, I love it. And yeah. she's like, well, Christmas is my favorite holiday yeah. because 
now we have a son. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess. I, I get it. I get it. I totally get what you're saying, too, because yeah. actually today, yeah. like, we broke out all the Christmas stuff at our house mm-hmm. and we decorated and everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that, like, you know, I'm pretty, I, I love Christmas, yeah. just like you said. Like, you know, when we were kids, we loved it. Right. But it's like, as, you know, you're, like, she's not there yet, your yes. wife. But as your kids get older, it changes. Yeah. I loved it yeah. when, you know, my daughter was little and it was a lot of fun because right. she showed a lot of enthusiasm. Yes. Now it's like, do you want to help decorate? Uh, she's a teen, you know, <laughs> she's in that stage. And it's like, oh, as usual, it's right. always me doing right. it. <laughs> I'm the one decorating and then I'm the one taking down. And so it's so funny because she was enthusiastic at first and that surprised me. Right. And then she like helped take, you know, like move stuff around to put Mm -hmm. the tree in the way. And Mm -hmm. then after that, it was like her. She was done. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, aren't you going to help decorate? Uh, like okay like that was that was her part that was her part i'm like all right i guess i'm gonna listen to the christmas music by myself and oh that's not fun i know and that's why i'm like i even set up like all these snacks and did all this stuff she had the snacks and things oh god of course but then here i am i'm like all decorating and she's just managing she's supervising she even sent um my husband out she's like you need to go out and put the more lights up which there goes dad listening he goes out and and he did put more lights up, <laughs> even though he didn't want to. But it's because it's for the kid. <laughs> and then here I am inside trying to decorate all this stuff. She's but, like, Mom, you missed the spot. Oh, well, she actually started helping there towards oh, the end. Okay. Towards the end. I'm like, what are you helping for now? <laughs> I'm like, oh my, I got it. It's okay. But, but yes. I will have to say, I did find. Oh, well, first of all, my question yeah. is, did you go okay. Black friday um, I did not. You I shopped online. Well, if that counts, yeah, I, I would say it counts. Okay, you know, you are Black Friday, the easy Black Friday. Yes. you're not going out battling. Which the, it was, it was great this year. I don't know if you noticed the online. The online. Yeah. it started like Thursday. Some even started Wednesday. Yeah, and it went through like I swear it went through like Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. and they I was like deals. buying stuff like crazy. Well, I will say that I, that during that time I was officially done mm-hmm. buying for your son yeah so i even gave him a gift today i i did the same like all of his stuff went on sale and so i bought like all of his he's done pretty much yeah Yeah. and then i bought i I think we bought our daughter's stuff yeah i think we were done too i got all of hers on that day too did you yeah Uh i think for kids like it was easier yeah so then i had to ask my husband what do you want for christmas he's like nothing i'm like okay you got to sign this paper. You said nothing. I'm getting you that. Well, I did the same thing with my yeah. wife. I go, are we getting each other presents? This <laughs> and she's like, mm, I guess not. I'm like, okay, done. Easy. So easy. Yeah. That, that one's like the gift that keeps on giving to be fair. But I will say, okay. So the reason why I asked you if you yeah. were Black Friday, yeah. I did, you know. Okay. So went out this and that, did the thing. I, okay. Before we used to go out super early, right? Remember? I mean, we used to it's go. fun. Like, okay. Well, super early. I swear it was like seven, eight o'clock. Well, for us, that was super that early because we early. couldn't even barely get out of well, bed. Well, and it was fun. <laughs> like, I I always thought it was fun, mm-hmm. not because I don't like the shop. Right. But it was fun getting it together. It was fun going with you and mom. Yeah. Going first to get mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. and then just trolling around to see what stores yeah, there was even anything. have. Yeah. Right. So that was pretty early. Yeah. So I started this time like about, I want to say, 11. The reason being, <laughs> first of all, who wants to wake up early 
the day after you ate a lot. You know what I mean? I like, swear it was, Black Friday's over and you're all like, oh, let me go start. <laughs> so went out around that time. First of all, love it because there's not there's a lot nobody. of crazies out. Right. No. And it was pretty good. I got some was there good deals. Yeah. Hmm. Like it's, I think you, if you go well, into it. Were you it, even looking for no, anything? No. I'm like, if I find it, I find it. But mm-hmm. that's how it's always been. Yeah. If you go in with an open mind and you're not like trying to battle people. Right. Like for, I don't know, that cabbage patch. That's like <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> for that Tupperware. Basically. It's like, I think if you go in with an open mind, I mean, mm-hmm. that's when you find the good deals. Yeah. So I did find good deals. Usually I found though, uh-huh. when we would go in yeah. person, Black yeah. Friday. Fridaying, I would always buy stuff for myself. You know what? Yeah, good deals were for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> I never found anything yeah. for anybody else. You know what? That's that's the hardest part. <laughs> I struggle with that right. all the time. It's like, man, I really want this thing, but I know I need to buy it, something for XYZ person. Right. So I'm like, oh, oh well, I'll get it yeah. for myself. Right. And then like eventually, you know, we'll see what I get for that right. person. But lots of good deals. But yes. the reason why I asked this question, yep. are you ready? Yes. Okay, I'm pulling out of a bag. Okay. No, what so do you have here? I'm pulling out of the bag. Are you ready oh, for this? Oh my gosh, what is okay. this? Because you're a fan, look what I found. What is it? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm presenting to Lily the Hallmark Channel number one fan slippers i totally found these oh my God, I love and these. lily first of all is a fan of hallmark movie season okay so i haven't asked her but it's officially started oh as well my gosh. The season. so you'll see lily sitting in front of the tv <laughs> watching the hallmark channel all day long oh Am I, I, abso- right? I absolutely will i absolutely will i'm putting these things on now i love it i love it so there have been times where we've even played the Hallmark Channel bingo. Remember that? Oh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so funny. I mean, this, first of all, if you're a Hallmark Movie Channel fan, Cute. you must do the bingo. Do you like them? I do. They're so fun. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, Yay. you're welcome. I had, I totally had to get them. Like, seriously. That is funny. They had your name all over them. Yes. So I've, I've started yeah. watching Hallmark. <laughs> and it's so funny because... I got my wife into watching them as well. And so now she's a huge fan. Oh, good. And good. every night, I swear she's always like, oh, put Hallmark on. Well, it's like a cozy thought. It is. Honestly, it it's is. cozy. It's like, I will not deny that they're freaking cheesy as all get out. <laughs> they're so ridiculous. Right, right. You already know what's going to happen within the first two minutes. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's going to fall in love with this guy in the end. <laughs> but you still like i'm still there like oh my gosh yeah this is cute this is a good movie let's watch it and you're like oh good for her yes. or good for him right. for finding right. someone after his wife died and then because <laughs> that's really always how it is <laughs> and i've seen like the most amazing freaking tiktoks about hallmark movies that are freaking hilarious <laughs> like crack me up i I, I just recommend anybody out there go look up like Hallmark movie like TikToks. You are gonna crack <laughs> up, but it's funny. It's like typical Hallmark, mm-hmm. and it's the best thing in the world. And I'm sitting there at the end yeah. of the movie, like tears right. coming down my face because it's <laughs> obviously I didn't know what was gonna happen. 
And now I can sit there watching Hallmark movies in my new Hallmark slippers. I love it. I could picture you doing it too with your cape and like a warm drink and Hallmark. Absolutely. It's funny because one of my friends was like, (laughs) uh, I went over to her house and of course, uh, I put on a freaking Hallmark movie because there's nothing else on. <laughs> right, right, And so right. I go, Hallmark movie. As you do. And, <laughs> and she's like, I love how you're obsessed with everything paranormal and ghost. <laughs> and you're over here watching Dead Files and all these different ghost shows. And then now you're all Hallmark. <laughs> well, okay. You have to move <laughs> According to the season. Right. So, okay, we already had October. That was my channels. Now we're in holiday season. So, okay, where's the other channel at? Because <laughs> you were all like travel channel, paranormal channel, like all these other channels. And right. then now it's like, okay, where's the Q Hallmark Q channel? Hallmark. <laughs> I mean, you just have to. I love it. I love it. Too there, funny. There's so many different shades to me. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So, yes. moving on, mm-hmm. I found an article from November 27th on Paranormality Magazine. Ooh, okay. Um, the title was, Home Security Camera Captures Unsettling Shadow Figure on Staircase. Now that we talked about all our holiday stuff, <laughs> now we're going to go back into this. <laughs> Good. But yeah, so apparently uh-huh. a camera, security camera, uh-huh. caught a moving figure. Oh, I know. I'm, I don't know, Did man. they show the video? They showed the video, and that's what I'm trying to find for you right now. Yeah. But the article said, a home security video has footage of a shadowy figure descending a staircase at night while the homeowners slept upstairs. What? <laughs> I know. <gasps> I know. So, like, wait, I, yeah, wait, this yeah. was in the house? Yes. <gasps> yes. I don't know why I was thinking it was outside on the no. porch. Okay, so it's like, let me paint the picture. Okay. So the camera is like um, facing, I'm going to say it's like a living room or something. Okay. And so it's the living room. You can see the staircase. Mm-hmm. You can see something coming down. Oh, you can see something. And obviously everybody, the bedrooms are upstairs. It said the man who shared the video was terrified as he <gasps> should be. So there is debate that either yes or no, it's something of supernatural origins. Obviously, the skeptics argue that it could be a glitch in the camera. Right. Or a glitch in the matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Or the lighting was off or something like that. So I was just reading that, you know, the skeptics are saying that. But I saw the video, honestly. What did you think when you saw it? (gasps) Were you like... I was like, oh, my God. And I even showed it to my husband. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. And he... Okay, well, you know, he's a skeptic. Right. He kept playing it and playing like he kept watching it yeah and he was like wow like that's all he could say he couldn't even oh oh is this it yeah that's it (gasps) so i'm showing lily my video right now oh wait i'm looking at the wrong place hold on it's on (gasps) yeah i know again it's paranormality magazine article from november 27th lily's (gasps) eyes are wide open (laughs) oh it looks like I don't even know what it looks like. It yeah. looks like almost if I had to if I had to try to describe what it was, it's as if just the shadow of a head. Yeah, like that's it, what they said. It too. looks like head height. Mm-hmm. So the shadow mm-hmm. of a head just coming down, and you see just like 
Right. A trail yeah. of like mist behind right. it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. spooky. That's wild. So my question is, you know, like, I, I mean, I have thought about that before. Like, what if. Like while you're sleeping? Yeah. There's stuff around? Yeah. And yeah. then your cameras capture it. You know, my question is, you know, have you seen anything? Have you captured anything? You know wow. what I mean? Like, there has to be. Oh, absolutely. I believe it. Well, there's that show. Uh, gosh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. I haven't actually watched it, I don't think. It's on Travel I Channel. Remember. I don't know if it's even still on oh. because the episodes that I've seen, I've caught from like years ago that mm-hmm. they still play. And I was actually just watching it like a couple of days ago, yeah. probably. Yeah. And there's some spooky uh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was one <laughs> where it was in... Uh, I'm going to say maybe like a school, maybe like a college or university. It looked almost kind of like a computer lab. Mm -hmm. And so these two people came into the lab. It was a guy and a girl. Uh There was no audio to the video. The girl was sitting just like at a computer. The guy gets up and leaves and she's just like waiting for him to come back. And there's a chair next to the girl that she's not paying attention, but it moves towards her. (gasps) And oh so she gosh. gets up like when it when she realizes what happens, she's yeah. like, what the heck? So she yeah. gets up and then she almost kind of doesn't believe what just happened. So she's kind of starts to walk again towards Ugh. it. Yeah. And then it moves again. Oh, man. And so she falls back because <laughs> she's so freaked yeah. out. Yeah. And then she's just watching this happen. And then all of a sudden you realize that she's like, I'm just going to bolt out of oh, here. Geez. She starts running towards the door. All this crap goes flying and blocks the door. It was almost (gasps) like a freaking movie. Chairs, shelves, everything falls down, blocks the door. You see her and she, it said, they said, like, the the person narrating was like, it looked like she just fainted from, like, fright. Like, she was so scared she fainted because she just, like, fell flat. Oh, my gosh. She collapsed. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm sure I would, too. That or I would pee my pants right there. Like, honestly. I cannot believe it. That's wild. Like, honestly, what would you do? Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, that's why. And then you're crazy. by yourself, too. Right. Man. Right. That's wild. Oh, my gosh. But it's funny. Uh, when I when you said about shadow, shadow yeah. figure. Yeah. Uh, the other day, the other night, I get up. I think it was it might have been like around six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's around the time that sometimes my son wakes up. And so. I had heard him in his room. And so I was like, okay, he's up. Let me get up and go see. Yeah. But I didn't go down the hallway. I went around through our bathroom, Mm -hmm. which also leads out to the hallway. And so I'm coming out through our bathroom. I open the door. I freaked out. Like, I swear I had a heart attack. Because he's just standing there. Oh my god! And all you see is like a little black shadow uh. figure. And I go, oh my <laughs> gosh, you scared me. And he's just standing. He's just standing there staring at me. Did not see a thing. Oh my he was god. just there being a little creepy thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, you looked like a little shadowy figure is what I said to him. <laughs> 
And then he goes, ha, 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 I scared mom. And I was like, oh, my God, you sound creepy right now. Yeah, no kidding. Even the reaction. Right. Well, I told you guys it was going to happen. Like, because all of that stuff happened with my daughter where you guys would laugh at me when I would tell you stories about how she would just stand at the doorway. Kids are so creepy. Yeah. Like when she was super little, like she was able to she had her big, quote unquote, big kid bed. Right. And she was able to walk around. And she would just stand there, yes. you know, in the doorway of our bedroom. <laughs> and just, just you know how you just do like when you go to turn and then you open your eyes for right. some reason. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then my husband would like jump up. What? 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 And I'm like, oh, Lord. Like, that's going to help us if that was really a murder. That reaction. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I'm like, oh man! Now I know. Now I know what I have. What I have to look forward to if you get murdered, yeah, pretty much. But anyway, so I told you guys that that right. was going to happen one Gosh. day. I feel like toddlers yeah. just naturally he's, do that. He's starting, but man, that video of that shadow coming down that staircase seriously recommend yeah you guys look it up what was it paranormality magazine yeah and it was the november 27th article yikes that's a good one though you know it so with that (laughs) yes what do we have going on for today's episode so for today we have a story about a sinister clown and alleged conspiracy theories So sit back, get cozy, and as always, pull up a drink. Before we get into it, though, let's talk about today's drink feature. For today's happy hour, we have the Naughty Elf. Yeah. Very, very much on season. I like it. (laughs) And I love it. It smells really good. I've been smelling it this whole time. So let me preface it. It smells fruity. I like it. Okay. I mean... I was looking at it and yeah. the, some of the ingredients were a little questionable, but then I thought, I guess that's the naughty part because if you think about it, like okay. the elf on the shelf thingy, <laughs> you know, that little guy right. that I guess does tricks and things. Oh, you know, I think that's the idea oh. behind it because it was funny because I was trying to, um, cause your sister-in-law yeah. asked, Oh, what's in it? Yes. And then when I started telling her all these things, I could tell her face changed. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot, but then, you know, it's like if you really think about it with the idea mm-hmm. of that little elf character, I forgot what his name was. Yeah. The elf on the shelf thing. Yeah. I mean, after a while, I was like, oh, OK, this would make sense that it requires like all these things. That <laughs> does make sense. So all these things are yeah. cranberry juice, orange juice, Sprite or 7-Up, tequila, peach schnapps, and a couple squirts of lemon juice. So that is quite a bit. It is quite a bit. <laughs> but it makes sense now that you say yeah. that, though. Like, very yeah. elf on a shelfy, very right. trickstery. Yeah. I can very much picture him just throwing a bunch of right. stuff into I, That's a actually bowl. what I was picturing as well. <laughs> so uh, just in case you want to get a little wild this holiday season, this is probably right up your alley. I think so. I would agree. All right. So I was going to cheers you, but you're already um, done. We're a little late for okay, that. So Cheers. cheers. <laughs> So mind you, my glass is empty. Also, also, if you want to garnish it with like cranberries or little sprigs of herbs here and there. Gosh, what this do you think? is good. Really? This oh, is good. really good. Okay, so funny. I practiced it with my husband and he thought it was all right. I mean, but he, also he's not a fan of the peach schnapps, but I think you could like... You can't really taste it though. I don't think so either. I don't taste it. I taste like... 
I taste the orange and the cranberry mm-hmm. juice. Yeah. Obviously, the Sprite or 7-Up, whatever you put in mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. The lemon. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Oh, okay. I don't taste the tequila. Yeah. Like, I feel it. <laughs> I feel the burn. <laughs> but I don't taste it. The peach snaps. Yeah. Like, I guess I don't even know what that tastes like, so I'm not tasting it. Good, good. It tastes fruity. Well, that's and, it. And that's what I was thinking because I, I liked it. Obviously, I've already actually mm-hmm. had two, two uh, things this of it. This is really good. Yeah, good. So I'm glad you enjoy it. That's why I wanted to preface it because if you read all the ingredients, it's like, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Even he was like that. Like he saw all of the bottles and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> this tastes very like almost like a candy. Yeah. Like a Jolly Rancher almost. Oh, yeah. Like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. That's true. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think it's fun. Like picturing wrapping presents or something like that with that beverage. Ooh, yeah. wrapping pre- and this is what this is always what I do. A drink <laughs> wrapping presents while watching Har- Hallmark. No, you don't say. <laughs> and now, while wa- now, now while wearing my shoes. There my, you go. My slippers. slippers. My slips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we always need a drink for wrapping presents. And though like this i even feel like it could be prepped ahead of time in like a big picture and just like drinks all around so it's so funny because have you heard um my husband says this all the time even with the uh thanksgiving sangria we had Mm -hmm. like whenever we're making sangria or even this for example Mm because i put like cranberries in it for garnish he's like are you making your jungle juice again (laughs) and i'm like jungle juice i'm like i've never heard of that i actually i have have, i have heard okay a college thing yeah and that's what he says he's like haven't you ever made jungle juice in college and i'm like a bunch of crap in a bowl and that's that's what what people drink yeah well he actually said they used to do it out of a clean trash can oh god and everyone would just grab their cup and there you go. I've seen people do it out of like a, a baby pool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so you That's just bring one. whatever liquor yeah. you have to the party yeah, and, and everybody does everybody does the same yeah. and just yeah. pour it in. <laughs> so he was like, that's why he was like, what is I all never of this? Drink what are you doing? It because no. it just looked disgusting well, to me. Yeah, it's that could be questionable. It was probably safer that you did it. <laughs> Even in college, Lily was safe. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she, she can't even i'm a safety girl safety isn't safety that a, dance isn't the that safety a, dance uh but yeah so good drink thank you good drink uh rating well you. up to you i like it so this i'm on my third glass now so i like it because it's so refreshing um i'm gonna give it a five <gasps> what yeah this has never happened yes. She's on a streak here. Yes, She's yes, on a yes. roll. Yes, yes, yes. Good for you. Cheers, finally. This is good. I think the Hallmark's finally getting to you. <laughs> Hallmark, the mood. It's, it's a mood. It's the season of cheer. It's yeah. <laughs> She's giving out vibes <laughs> all around. It's season of cheers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, I'm going to need more, so... You're like, keep her coming. Keep it going, barkeep. All right, so now that we have our drink... And while Vanessa's mixing me another one, let's get into our first story. Let's wander into the thoughts and ideas of what nightmares are made of. As kids, we're always told that monsters don't exist, or do they? Walking among us are real life monsters. 
these monsters are capable of doing the unthinkable. Things that you nor I could ever imagine. They are the real life monsters we try so hard to avoid until one day we're caught off guard. In this story, I will tell you about a real monster that would scout and kill numerous men and boys. The monster I am talking about is John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy Jr., or the Killer Clown, as he became known as, was born in Chicago in March of 1942 to John Gacy Sr. and Mary Ann Robinson. His father was an auto repair machinist and World War I veteran. His mother was a homemaker. Gacy was close to his mother and two sisters but had a difficult relationship with his father. His father was an alcoholic who was verbally and physically abusive to his family. Gacy Sr. frequently belittled his son, calling him dumb and stupid and comparing him unfavorably with his sisters. One of Gacy's earliest childhood memories was of his father beating him at age four for accidentally disorganizing car engine components. His mother tried to shield her son from his father's abuse, which resulted in accusations that he was a sissy and a mama's boy. To make matters worse, in 1949, a family friend began to occasionally molest Gacy. Gacy never told his father. He was afraid that his father would wind up blaming him, so he kept his mouth shut. He would rather struggle in silence than face the ridicule of his father. Despite the challenging relationship, Gacy loved his father, but felt he was never really good enough in his father's eyes. In the fourth grade, Gacy began to experience blackouts. He was hospitalized on occasion because of these episodes. Additionally, in 1957, he got hospitalized again for a burst appendix. Gacy later estimated that he had spent almost a year in the hospital. He attributed the decline of his grades to missing school. Gacy's medical condition was never conclusively diagnosed. Due to Gacy Sr.'s harsh ways, he openly accused Gacy of faking his illnesses as John lay in a hospital bed. Seeing his son in the hospital so much took a toll on Gacy Sr. He felt that his son was too weak for a military man like him. How could he have wound up with such a weak son? John tried hard to change his ways and become what he thought his father wanted. In 1960, at age 18, Gacy became involved in politics, working as an assistant precinct captain for a local Democratic Party candidate. Eventually, he moved to Las Vegas and worked in the city's ambulance service before being transferred to Palm Mortuary. He worked as a mortuary attendant for three months, observing morticians embalming bodies and occasionally serving as a pallbearer. One evening, he got curious while alone. John climbed into the coffin of a teenage male just to see what it was like to lie next to him. Gacy realized that he actually enjoyed it and it caught him off guard. Shortly thereafter, Gacy enrolled at Northwestern Business College in Bridgeview, Illinois, despite having failed to complete high school. 
He graduated in 1963 and took a management trainee position with a Nunbush shoe company. In March of that year, he became engaged to Marilyn Myers, a co-worker. They moved to Waterloo, Iowa to start their family. This would not be a happy ending for the happy couple. Now, throughout the rest of his years, John took on many jobs. As he started getting to know himself more, he realized he enjoyed being around men and boys no matter what age. At every work function or at every job he took, he tried to get to know the men and boys that revolved around him. He wondered, what could he do to get them to notice him? What could he do to be one-on-one with them? In August 1967, Gacy sexually assaulted 15-year-old Donald Voorhees Jr. Gacy lured Voorhees to his house with the promise of showing him heterosexual stag films and gave him alcohol. Over the following months, Gacy abused several other youths. His life of crime did catch up with him when the father of Donald Voorhees pressed charges. Gacy did 10 years of prison time at Anamosa State Pen. Eventually, his wife filed for a divorce. After serving 18 months of his 10-year prison sentence, Gacy relocated to Chicago, Illinois in June of 1970. His actual plan was to never go back to jail, as he once told a friend. But those words he uttered were in vain. From 1972 to December 1978, Gacy went on a killing spree. He would lure men and boys to his house with the guise of a contracting job for his contracting business. On the side, he would also perform as Pogo the Clown and lure unsuspecting boys at children's parties. On December 22, 1978, Gacy finally confessed to killing around 33 people and burying most of them under the house or in the crawl space of his house. He drew a detailed map of where police should dig to find the bodies. In 1980, the trial of John Wayne Gacy began. While being interrogated, Gacy had created a split personality for himself and stated that Jack Hanley was the killer, one of his personalities. Gacy was convicted on 33 counts of murder and received the death penalty by lethal injection on May 10, 1994, at 12.48 a.m. Now, as far as paranormal activity at his home, well, the house was demolished and a new home was put up in its place. Owners were very private about it all and not wanting extra attention. But that does not mean there are no haunting tales of Gacy. Gacy has affected many things and many people. His chilling hauntings stretch far and wide. At the Cook County Courthouse where Gacy was tried, deputies say that the courtroom is still haunted in a very unusual way by the trial. Since those days, they say, the sounds of children playing and laughing in the court have been heard. According to the podcast, The Confessional, a man named James was studying criminal justice in college. He decided to study serial killers and had his eyes set on John Gacy. He took a gamble and decided to write to him, hoping that Gacy would let James interview him. Gacy actually invited John to the prison for an interview. To James, he seemed very charming and witty. James was very drawn to Gacy and frequently would go visit him to talk. Eventually, 
His loved ones realized that the relationship he was starting to build with John was starting to become an obsession. They pleaded with James to quit visiting John. As John's execution day got closer, he invited James to be there on his last day. James pondered it, but ultimately decided against going. He wondered if he had made a wise choice. A month after Gacy's execution, at 3 a.m., James happened to wake up for some reason. He sat up and happened to look at the corner of his room. Then, that's when he got the scare of his life. Sitting there was John Gacy, snarling with a fierce glare, looking right at James. James quickly closed his eyes and started to pray. When he slowly opened his eyes, Gacy had disappeared. Since Gacy's death, James had a very dark and heavy energy surrounding him for a few years. He was sick all the time. His apartment was always cold, even though he would have the heat on full blast. James eventually moved out of his place in order to get rid of the dark energies that surrounded him. Some also speculate that Gacy's self-portrait seems to have some sort of spirit attachment. Gacy created a series of paintings, but the one that depicts him as Pogo the Clown seems to be more chilling than the rest. In 2001, a musician bought the painting. Soon after the purchase, his dog died and his mother was diagnosed with cancer. Thinking that it was more than a coincidence, he wound up storing the painting at a friend's house. That friend attempted suicide soon after having the painting. The musician wound up getting rid of it and the painting is now stored at a haunted museum owned by a paranormal investigator that collects haunted objects. It is sad to know how many lives John Wayne Gacy affected. We may never know the actual number. As far as the lives taken, one can only hope they are not stuck reliving the nightmare that John Wayne Gacy had them live through. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, of course, obviously, <clears throat> we all know about John Wayne Gacy for yes. the most part. Yes. But, I mean, it's actually pretty sad. His, Very sad. His life was actually, yeah. sounds sad. Right. But the ghost I of know. him yeah. in that guy's room? I that would be freaky. <laughs> I know. And here's the thing, like, um, as I said in the beginning of the story, the house was demolished mm -hmm. and they put up a new house on top of that land. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My question is, is right. there activity? Oh my gosh, probably. I wouldn't doubt it. There has to be. Right. And then the fact that they were like digging up, you know, the remains mm -hmm. and things like that, there has mm -hmm. to be remains still there. Yeah, I would know? think so. I would think so. That's and crazy. Also, the other thing is that they actually... Um, wound up keeping his brain oh. in like somebody took it it was a doctor she had it for years actually and she i didn't put it in the story mm -hmm. but she actually felt paranormal activity in her house oh god and then until one day she connected with the person that actually bought 
Pogo mm-hmm. and took it to his museum. Mm-hmm. He now has it in oh. his museum. Oh, I think I've yeah. heard of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, gosh, there's just so many like connections, wow. you know, haunted artifacts, haunted objects. That's so interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be really cool just to go back to that land uh-huh. you know just to investigate just right. to see you know what there is get readings mm-hmm. or anything i think it'd be so cool to do right. that i i think the same as well mm-hmm. um fun fact yeah so my wife's uncle used to know john wayne gacy what mm-hmm. no yeah. way yeah, yeah. Um, okay do tell let's so get, give us details my wife's mom yeah uh they're from chicago they're from like the south side okay and so uh her brothers you mm-hmm. know lived there in chicago still even after she moved away um and so yeah like just i guess casual passers-by yeah he he had talked to him before so wow like yeah. first of all wow i don't even know i have all these questions now i'm like <laughs> wait but like okay so he remembers that it was no, him I, she, yeah like uh my wife's mom okay had told had told us before just yeah. casually i don't mm-hmm. even know how this came up like, oh by the way right. i think <laughs> at, i think over thanksgiving dinner yeah, by the way at some point somehow in some way years ago yeah. it came up yeah and I mean, obviously, they weren't like friends, friends or anything. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was really more of like, oh, yeah, I've seen him around before type deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like they frequented like the same circles of people. Uh Uh, And I think that's really how it was. Oh, my gosh. How creepy. I know. I said the same thing. I'm like, that's so crazy. Oh, wow. That's cool, though, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's the, uh, what is that called? The different levels of Kevin Bacon or something oh, like yeah. that. What is it that yeah. someone knows someone yes. that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's interesting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's a fun game to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, John Wayne Gacy. I oh, think, gosh. I think the the whole paranormal connection to it though, I think is super interesting because I, you never really think of that part of it whenever you mm-hmm. talk about or hear about yeah. like serial killers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I had never thought about that aspect of, of this whole story. Yeah. When you think about John Wayne right. Gacy, right. But it makes sense. Yeah. It's just like my other story. The last story, what was it? The oh, farm, the farm. Yeah. Herman. Um, Herman. Herman. Yes. Her- yeah. And his whole deal, and yeah. he was a serial yes. killer as well. Yep. And his area was haunted. That's the house, right. That's the right. land. Yeah. Gosh. Wow. Crazy. Really cool. And I, and I hate to say it, there's way more, but you know, how can you say it all? I know it deserves like its own like series. I, I swear it does. Gosh. But anyway, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we're going to take a short break now. And when we come back, we will have our next story. So we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. And we're the hosts of Haunted or Hoax, a paranormal investigation podcast where we investigate the legends and history, not just the ghosts. Our locations range from houses down in Savannah, Georgia, murder houses in the Midwest, to hotels in West Virginia. Additionally, we get together and go on ghost tours and bring the legends and history to you. 
Join us every Tuesday as we discuss the legends, history, and experiences from haunted locations. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the show. Let's get back into our next story. So this one's actually a really interesting one that I've been wanting to do for a while, actually. But I always kind of hesitated just because, oh my God, it's not really paranormal. (laughs) But I think I was telling you, Vanessa, earlier that, you know, we're kind of a a show of of all things supernatural and kind of out there type Mm -hmm. of deals. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about UFOs and aliens before. Yes, we have. uh, In different odd... Occurrences. Yes. Yeah. So... We welcome it all. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Very multifaceted. (laughs) Just like me and my Hallmark and paranormal (laughs) obsessions. We have different sides. (laughs) So... Almost everyone's familiar with the popular supernatural horror TV show, Stranger Things. But what some may not know is that the Netflix show, which gained widespread acclaim for its nostalgic references and supernatural storyline, was inspired by a couple of alleged conspiracy theories, including the Montauk Project. What if I told you that the Montauk Project could be the holy grail of government cover-ups. With kidnappings, weather control, manufacturing monsters, and time travel, it's no surprise that it inspired an entire Netflix series. The connection between Stranger Things and the Montauk Project conspiracy theories lies in the show's early development. Originally, The series was envisioned as taking place in the real town of Montauk, Long Island, and was even initially titled Montauk. Creators Matt and Ross Duffer took inspiration from various urban legends and conspiracy theories surrounding the alleged experiments at Camp Hero in Montauk during the 1970s and 80s. The first season of Stranger Things features a government laboratory conducting experiments on a young girl with telekinetic abilities, similar to the psychic experiments alleged in the Montauk Project conspiracy theories. Eventually, throughout the series, viewers learn that experiments performed on Eleven's mother reference MKUltra, the real-life CIA's covert mind control and chemical human experiment program that began in the 1950s. With the truth behind MKUltra, could there be some truth behind the Montauk Project? The Montauk Project is a series of so-called conspiracy theories that allege the existence of secret government experiments at Camp Hero, also known as Montauk Air Force Station in Montauk, Long Island. These theories emerged in the 1980s. The Montauk Project story claims that experiments were conducted by the U.S. government to develop psychological warfare techniques and time travel. According to theorists, 
the project involved mind control experiments, brainwashing, interdimensional travel, and even contact with extraterrestrial beings. Some accounts suggest that these experiments were an extension of the controversial Philadelphia experiment, another alleged military experiment in invisibility and time travel conducted in 1943. Camp Hero in Montauk, Long Island, was originally used to defend the East Coast during World War II. After the war ended, the U.S. actively recruited Nazi scientists for government employment to help with various projects developing weapons and technology. People who claim to have worked for the Montauk Project have stated that those scientists contributed their human experimentation experience to the Montauk Project. In a move that perhaps planted the seed for future cover-up theories to flourish, the government attempted to disguise Camp Hero as a coastal fishing village. It was made to look like an innocent Long Island village, which it absolutely wasn't. Official military structures were designed to look like cottages with fake wood siding and painted on windows. The gymnasium was disguised as a church. It can be seen today in Camp Hero's decaying downtown alongside the commissary, bowling alley, dining hall, barracks, and exchange store. As you walk deeper into the woods, monolithic concrete structures begin to appear and you get the feeling that something secret happened here. The reason that Americans are so interested in conspiracy theories is that conspiracies happen, said author and journalist Steve Volk. Christopher Garitano, grew up on Long Island and has spent years convinced that the government is hiding something sinister beneath Camp Hero. He documented his search on film in 2015's Montauk Chronicles, and he's featured in an episode of the History Channel's Dark Files about the Montauk Project. I started hearing all of these strange and bizarre stories about Montauk, Garitano says in Dark Files. A multitude of things that were anomalous and just not normal. According to Montauk Project believers, sadistic experiments took place beneath the Camp Hero radar tower in secret laboratories connected by a series of tunnels. Hundreds of children were allegedly taken from the streets, kept below ground, abused, and programmed into super soldiers known as the Montauk Boys. Using powerful frequencies, scientists supposedly tapped into the consciousness and could control the minds of these impressionable children. One local man who claimed to have been a Montauk Boy described what he believed happened to him beneath the radar tower. He alleged that he and up to 50 other children were subjected to bizarre experiments and that apparently some of those other children were killed afterwards. Garitano and others are obsessed with discovering what they believe is still hiding underneath Camp Hero. Garitano has explored the park hundreds of times, but he's never been granted permission to go beyond the surface. The official word is that there is nothing underground, he says in Dark Files, but I really think there's something to hide there. Officials have denied the existence of an underground network of tunnels, but
but several individuals that used to work on the base have confirmed that they are indeed there. In a very Stranger Things-esque twist that's just too good to leave out, the Montauk base's underground tunnel complex has long been rumored to be the homestead of half-reptile creatures and the prison of an interdimensional creature who is believed to have led to the abandoning of the project. Sounds a lot like the upside-down realm in Stranger Things, doesn't it? In 1992, Preston B. Nichols and Peter Moon authored a series of books, including The Montauk Project Experiments in Time, that played a significant role in popularizing the Montauk Project conspiracy theories. Nichols claimed to be a former participant in the experiments and provided detailed, yet unverifiable, accounts of the alleged activities that took place at Camp Hero. Though now widely debunked and controversial, the book nonetheless put a spotlight on Camp Hero and the alleged happenings. Looming high above the base, looking now very rusted and worn, and giving off eerie vibes, is the Camp Hero radar tower. It's a Cold War-era SAGE radar tower constructed to aid in the event of a Soviet nuclear attack. The antenna emitted up to 425 megahertz, which coincidentally is also the frequency allegedly needed to enter human consciousness. Even locals who discredit talk of the secret underground base admit that when the tower was up and running, it interfered with television sets, other electronics, and had many people reportedly suffering from headaches. One can't help but wonder, why was the Air Force Base sending out such high-frequency waves through the radar tower when the base was supposedly shut down years ago? I don't want to add fuel to the fire because I don't believe all the zombie stuff, said one Montauk resident of 40 years. But the impact that tower had on the town was real. I don't know if it affected our thoughts, like some people say, but it was a force. The army deactivated Camp Hero in 1947 and removed its coastal artillery. In 1951, Camp Hero was transferred to the U.S. Air Force, which is when the radar was installed. Anti-aircraft artillery training began, and it was renamed the Montauk Air Force Station. The Air Force remained active at Montauk until 1982. In 2002, Camp Hero opened to the public as a state park. Some people claim that the base isn't really abandoned, and that experiments are still going on in underground bunkers deep under the surface. People have even claimed to have seen the huge radar dish that's visible for miles shift position. Paranormal investigators claim that Camp Hero State Park is very much haunted and even say that the entire town of Montauk is filled with hotspots of spooky happenings. It's said that Camp Hero is haunted by non-human spirits, creatures, and the unsettling history of all that took place here. 
as outlandish as some of these stories or alleged experiments may seem, if the CIA's MKUltra experiments were documented and proven to be real, why would it be so far-fetched that the Montauk Project be true as well? Thanks to Nichols' series of books and the success of Stranger Things, Camp Hero has become Long Island's Area 51, an eerie sight straight out of the Twilight Zone. Wow, that was good. Isn't that, that just good. like mind-blowing? <clears throat> it really is. Like, first of all, you know I love Stranger Things. Right, like, right. I totally I love it. I knew you were going to be a fan. I, yeah, I was like totally hooked. Um, but I've heard of the Montauk Project, mm-hmm. but not in detail. Like, yeah. I didn't know that it was actually correlated with Stranger Things. Yes. Like, I did not know that at all. So that's kind of cool. I I actually didn't either. So I happened to be watching TV one day. It was it was a show on Travel Channel. Like I think it was like history museum history of the museum or I don't yeah, remember something, something like, like that. that. Something yeah. about the museum. Uh huh. Anyways, it caught my attention when they started talking about this place in Montauk mm-hmm. and they were doing human experiments and Mm. doing all this kinds of crazy stuff to people. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And so I started watching it and they never talked about the uh, connection to Stranger Things on that. And I stumbled across a couple of other shows that then talked about the connection to Stranger Things. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And then so I started doing different research then to find out the connection. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. (laughs) Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. Gosh, but that's very, very wild. I mean, you know, we all know that. Well, not that we all know, but we all have these thoughts of you know, experiments right. and things going right. wrong, you know, underneath, right. you know, like oh, absolutely. very hidden. Absolutely. But I just think that is so interesting. And the fact that they had those frequencies going. Yeah. That's why. Yes. That's what really caught me when they were talking to this resident mm-hmm. and he's the one that started talking about the problems or issues that would happen when it was going on. Yeah. And I mean, it's true though. It's like, why would those frequencies Mm -hmm. even be being put out Mm -hmm. through the radar when this isn't even active? You know what I mean? Like the base, yeah, yeah. the base is no longer active. Right. What's going on? Wow. And what really got me was what you said was some sort of like monster type of thing. Yeah. Yes. Like the yes. Demogorgon or anything like that. Well, okay. So I didn't put it in here. Yeah. But I started reading also about the Montauk monster. Mm-hmm. But people connect it to the Montauk project because. There was talk that they were also doing experiments on animals. Uh, They were also doing, again, as outlandish as this may sound, Mm -hmm. but experiments on people where very Stranger Mm Thingsy is that Mm -hmm. they would put certain thoughts into people's minds Mm -hmm. and these people could create 
things out mm-hmm. of nothing based mm-hmm. on their minds wow. so very much like what 11 would right. do yeah. you know what i mean yeah and this thing was created and all of a sudden the whole army base was like being like just destroyed by this monster okay and then like the show right right wow and then this monster all of a sudden i don't know if this is the same one but then uh eventually they see this what they call the montauk monster wash up on like the shores and Mm. i saw pictures of it yeah it looks it does you can't tell how big it is Mm -hmm. but people officials claimed that it was just a decomposed raccoon here let me show you let me show you exactly what it looks like yeah like you can't even tell like how big it is Uh but like here (laughs) well it just looks like oh wow jeez Okay, first of all, it doesn't look like a raccoon at all. Right. But it doesn't look like an actual animal that we know. Right. It looks weird. It's dinosaur-ish meets Sabretooth. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's very weird. weird. So, I mean, if you guys are curious, Google Montauk Monster and oh my gosh yeah like i can't right now (laughs) wow but this creature does not look like an animal that we know right so it's just it's yeah so i mean there's just so much that came from this Mm -hmm. montauk Mm -hmm. project i mean even like there was talk about like weather control there was people that were saying that at some point in like june or july it was snowing what yeah wow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there is so much to this montauk project deal it's crazy well it's like okay i don't know if you remember when we went to california i was thinking about that too when we we were talking to uh oh what was that lady's name great now it's escaping i can't remember but she has a series of videos out yes and she did these studies she researched children like this that are like 11 that have these special you know things that they can do almost like telekinesis and she actually has caroline cory that's it caroline cory yes she actually has footage of them like you know in her not that they were experiments but just kind of tests they were doing tests just to you know see what all they could do and they actually have schools right yeah that's exactly what I thought too. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. everything that she was talking about. Yeah. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. So that's why to me, it's like, again, I mean, if you're interested, look up Caroline Corey. She has all these yes. like documentaries, very cool and interesting. We right. saw her do a talk and everything, and she showed all these examples yeah. of what she's done. Right. But that's why I think, I mean, people can say, okay, conspiracy theories, this and that, tinfoil hats, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, it's just kind of like what I said when they were talking about the MK Ultra Mm -hmm. program. And I even found the actual legitimate project files Mm -hmm. on the CIA website where they did spell out everything that happened there. What? And now your computer's flagged probably. (laughs) (laughs) And so 
and I mean, so all of that stuff is public, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. It's everything that essentially they showed, even on Stranger Things with Jeez. Eleven's mom, yeah. what they did to her. That uh-huh. stuff is true. Yeah. So then why wouldn't, why couldn't this be true? Or mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. parts of this be true. Right. You know, it's so weird. Parts of it have to be true. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's. Gosh. It's mind boggling. It really me. is. Because I completely, I completely believe 100% that we do have the abilities to do this. We do have the technologies to do this. We do have, I mean, it was saying Nazi scientists, Mm -hmm. you know, and I Mm -hmm. know that that's extremely crazy and out of this world and very taboo to say that after World War II, all of these scientists were being recruited to work for the Americans to create uh, more of these different types of uh, programs, technologies, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're a government and you know that somebody else has the ability to do these things and I mean, if you're talking about psychological warfare why wouldn't you right. take advantage and take these people and mm-hmm. try to make them work for you? Yeah. I completely see that. Right. And so I do believe that this did happen, that mm-hmm. people did try to make all of these, unfortunately, uh, kids yeah. be controlled with all this different mind control and brainwashing and unfortunate things that happened to them. I mean, we had people come out and say that they were a part of this. And, you know, a lot of people do look at them like they're crazy. Yeah. A part of me believes them and a part of me doesn't. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's kind of kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with that book that that came out, people obviously started debunking it and we're calling it just, you know, not true mm-hmm. and more of like a made up story. Like along those lines versus like true real life accounts. But it's just very, I mean, regardless, like regardless if whether or not that book is true or those series of books are true, no matter what, it did kind of just shine the spotlight on this whole project just in general. Mm -hmm. And then people started looking at it, looking into it even more. Yeah. And there's a lot. There's a lot of different podcasts out there. There's a lot of different documentaries. There's a lot of shows on TV definitely. about it. Oh, definitely. Like even on the History Channel, like I was finding so many different stories mm-hmm. or so many different shows about it. Uh, I think the Discovery Channel has some as well. It's just, it's crazy. Like, yeah. So to me, it's like, why would all of these different shows be out there doing this if there wasn't at least some piece of it that was true like an an ounce of it of truth you know what i mean exactly there has to be i oh i 100 percent agree but that's why i just really wanted to to do this story because i thought it was so so intensely interesting right and there's certain people out there that haven't heard of it right and you know knowledge is power as they say (laughs) and it's true (laughs) absolutely absolutely so if you guys are interested um history channel and the discovery channel do have 
some episodes that are related to the Montauk Project, as well as a couple of documentaries out there. So definitely check them out. And if you haven't seen Stranger Things or yes. don't know what we're talking about, it's on Netflix. They're coming out with the last season here, aren't Pretty they? Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah so yeah. excited. So you can binge it. Which I still haven't seen the last episode. The very of, last of episode. The last yeah. season. <laughs> because that was around the time that my son was born. Yeah. And so we just never had the time to watch that last episode. You're missing out. Because that last episode was like two hours. Yeah, totally. But it was very good. Right. Honestly. So I still have to watch that. So go back and watch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anything else before we wrap up here? Um, I honestly don't think so. Really just more of a reminder. If you are in the area uh, or close to traveling distance, we will be for New Year's Eve. At the haunted YMCA in Rock Island, Illinois, Woo. for their New Year's Eve event. So definitely mm-hmm. going to be a fun one. So party with the spirits. Yes, <laughs> it'll be it'll be exciting. I'm very excited. Uh, it's an investigation event, so you can learn more about it on Facebook. Just look up Haunted YMCA, and you can find out all the info for that. Um, also, mm-hmm. we have our bonfire store. Yes, so you can check out the link to our bonfire store and. We do have a Check little merch. Christmassy sweatshirt. Oh, we do. We do with little skeletons and such. <laughs> and we have other stuff available too. Yeah, so, so definitely check out our merch. Uh, I did have somebody actually reach out. I didn't tell you this. What? Uh, we had a uh, a fan yeah. uh, reach out to us Ooh. asking for a mug. Oh. <gasps> Uh, they saw actually uh, one of our new friends and Was followers that yes that Br- we met at the Paracon. Brie loves holding up our mug. Yes, whenever she takes so, her. Pictures. I know I love it so she actually saw the picture of Brie holding the mug it was Ooh. like oh my gosh I saw Brie with this cool <laughs> mug from you guys can I have one Ooh, and so I was like absolutely I'm like we don't have any in stock right now mm-hmm. but I told her that we would be getting some more in yes so once we get some then I will send her one also let us know if you want some of our coffee yeah so yeah if you would like to have coffee to fill up that mug I know our friends, Eternal Paranormal, are big fans of our coffee. Derek. Yay. Yes. Shout out to Derek. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys also want to get a uh, taste of of our delicious bourbon-infused coffee, just uh, send us a message. Yes. yes also huh you remind me derek yes what do we derek. have going on tomorrow oh my gosh that's right <laughs> i completely forgot so well by the time this episode comes out this will already have happened but tomorrow we will be uh doing a live on yeah. uh eternal paranormals yes. podcast yes uh vodcast mm-hmm. so uh mm-hmm. check it out It'll be on on the socials. Uh, Yes. So uh, check out Eternal Paranormal or even just check out our Facebook page. I know today I actually reshared the the event for it. Mm -hmm. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, totally. Very cool. So I think that's it for now. That is it. All right. So with that, until next time, thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the Spirit Lounge. I'm Lily. And I'm Vanessa. And this was the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.